faithful friend. Samuel sent David to a safe house at Naioth in Ramah. But Saul found out and sent soldiers after him. When they didn't return, the baffled king sent another group, and then another. Finally, wild with frustration, he set out after his son-in-law himself. But when Saul reached Naioth, he met the same strange fate as his soldiers. God's spirit overcame him and he fell into a trance and took off his clothes. This allowed David to escape. Apart from his wife, Michal, and the prophet, Samuel, there was one, only one other person David could trust to help him, the king's own son, Jonathan. He arranged a secret meeting with his best friend. When the two men met safely, they hugged each other. What have I done to make your father hate me so much? David asked Jonathan. Jonathan shook his head in dismay. I still can't believe that my father wants you dead. If there's anything I can do to help, just say the word. David had an idea. It's simple, he cried. The new moon festival begins tomorrow, and Saul will expect me at court. I'll stay here in the country. If your father asks where I am, say that I ask your permission to go and make a sacrifice with my family. If this doesn't bother him, I'll be reassured that I'm no longer in danger. However, if he's angry, then I'll know that I've spoiled some evil plants to get his hands on me. Yes, cried Jonathan eagerly. I'll wait and see how he reacts. Then I'll go out for my archery practice. Hide near the range. Once I've shot my arrows and my servant is collecting them, listen carefully to what I shout to him. If I yell, the arrows are near you. It's a sign you have nothing to fear. But if I say, the arrows are farther on, then you're in danger and you must get away. The two friends made a vow in the name of God that they would always remain loyal to each other, no matter what might happen. Next day, at the feast, David's place at the king's table was empty. Saul didn't let it spoil his fun. But on the third day, when the king saw David's vacant chair, he exploded. Where is David? He demanded. Jonathan told his father the excuse David had asked him to give Saul. David and Jonathan's plan didn't fool him. You traitor, he raged. I know you're best friends. As long as he's alive, you'll never ascend to the throne that's rightfully yours. Saul brandished a spear. Bring David to me! Jonathan was seething. Stubbornly, he replied, Why should I? 
What has he done? The king roared and hurled his spear at his own son. Next morning, full of sadness, Jonathan went out to the archery range. He shot his arrows past his servant, and as the lad searched for them, Jonathan called out, The arrows are further on. Hurry up. Don't hang around. Jonathan sent the servant away, and David came out. Instead of greeting his friend with the usual embrace, David bowed low. It was the only way he could show Jonathan his gratitude for the great loyalty he had shown. The two friends knew it might be the last time they ever saw each other. Go in peace, Jonathan said, and may the Lord keep our friendship firm forever. Then the two men turned away from each other and went their separate ways. Jonathan went back to his tyrant father at the palace and David, the outcast, to a life on the run. About the story, many of the Bible's teachings are revealed in practical situations rather than given as a series of ideas. So one of its chief teachings is that God is faithful to his people and that he expects us to be faithful to him and to each other. In this story, Jonathan shows that faithfulness in a dramatic way. The story encourages us to trust God and to care for each other as Jonathan cared for David.